Look at where we are. How do we get here? There we go. Why are you getting dressed right now? Well, I'm glad you asked that, Kyle. I'm turning us into. I'm trying to. I've seen what's popular on YouTube. Fallons, the Fallons of the world, Kimmel, Oliver. They're all dressed want... in fancy attire, so I thought I would sort of go <laughs> around. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I had the stream open on another tab then, and like full blast, my voice just went. Welcome! Like that raises the side <laughs> of my ear. Um, yeah, I noticed all the like, other white men that are successful, unlike us, are all wearing suits, and I thought maybe that's the key to success on this platform. Um, well, it feels a little cruel that you didn't tell me <laughs> you were going to do this. You're sat there in your mustard t-shirt. <laughs> well, Joe, you might have thought you got me, but I always have a suit next to me. Oh, there you go. This feels like a prescripted bit now, but I didn't have this here. It does feel like kind of like a slightly not quite funny comedy bit that we planned. <laughs> there we go. Now we're we both go. in uncomfortable suits. There we this go. This is the same suit I wore to high to sixth form, actually. Is it? Excellent. We both kind of look like it's we would fly small. private helicopters in Hawaii or something. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Especially with the headphones. Um, this is too. I need to take this off. This too is small. too small and it's too, too hot in this room. Too restraining to host a podcast in. It's going to trap all the comedy inside my pits. Exactly. We know, like Lee Evans, you <laughs> like to do all these physical comedy bits, don't you? <laughs> For the podcast, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, people listening on Spotify, you miss out on it, but Kyle, he's doing all sorts of like. Sometimes, <laughs> when it goes pitch silence for half a minute, he Kyle isn't not talking; he's just expressing himself through through dance. That's how. Oh yes. Yeah. Or I've just gone off to do my my exercise routine in the background. Yeah. Anything else? Um... <laughs> anything but this. <laughs> Uh, welcome back to the Late Night Film Podcast, live again. I don't know how often I'm going to introduce it as being live, because that's just the whole show now. It's like, every time, the Saturday, oh, Saturday Night Live. Yeah, maybe we should rename the show. What should we call this? Sunday Night Live. SNL, that doesn't work, we'll get sued. We could go... We could go. S- we could SNL. <laughs> SSNL, Sunday Night... No, no wait, it's already night. <laughs> Um, I'm a failure. I tell you what, Kyle. You know how? Tell me, hit me. Oh, I would love to. Don't tempt me, Kyle. <laughs> Unfortunately, you can't. That's why we're on on Zoom. It's, it's specifically so you can't punch me. <laughs> um, yeah. Last week we were talking about uh, cinemas maybe being in a, a sad state, and some people don't like the cinema because they have unpleasant experiences. And I'll say, I've never had an unpleasant experience, but uh, James Ormrod, friend of the show, well, he's been on the show, uh, told me... Um, just, you just bully it. I, yeah, I'm just a bully, aren't I? I'm not, this is like, I'm, I'm pretending it's all for comedy in a podcast host. It's exactly how I talk to both you and James off, off air as well. Um, it makes me feel bad about myself. Yeah. I mean, that is, that, I mean, that, that's, that's <laughs> something you and the listeners have in common. Um... So he went to watch, I don't know if you're aware of it, People Do Nothing. Uh, big in Japan. Big in Japan has just come out, and he went to watch Seen that the trailers. The week. And um, he went, he sat down to watch it in the cinema, and apparently halfway through, 
Uh, it's an empty cinema. It was just him in there with a friend. And these two people walked in, sat down right next to him, like on the seat next to him in this empty cinema, and apparently were just off their heads on cocaine. And for some reason decided that going to the Odeon at 7pm to watch people just do nothing was like the perfect way to, to spend their evening. Because what they did was they sat down and apparently just started going... It's good, this isn't it? And like, <laughs> and like nudging each other, like, uh, and like laughing, like just, just announcing when they thought something was funny during the comedy f- film. I think that's a, a, a thing we can do more regularly as a as a people, as the great British people, as the great British Bake Off people. Mm-hmm. What we can do? <laughs> I'm sorry, you stumped what yourself. We, I, 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 With I your little tangent. <laughs> Have you had a lemonade before we started this? <laughs> I had an orange juice. I'm crazy. Oh, that'll be it. I uh, I think we could be more vocal in films. Go, oh, this bit's scary. Oh, oh, I'm scared. And ah, I'm scared. I, you know, for other yeah. emotions as well. Not just fear. Yes, just scared. Even though fear You're, was the only one I could. You were very with. stuck on that, weren't you? The one emotion <laughs> you feel, no matter the film in a cinema, is fear. <laughs> Oh, look, Captain Americans here. I'm scared. Oh, no. I, I kind of wish, like, director's commentary was just a bit like that. When they live, watch back their own films, they just go, oh, this bit's good, isn't it? And they had oh, no insight. I forgot this happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this bit's a bit, this is a bit boring, this bit. <laughs> we, we could speed through this, I think. Yeah. Um, listen, moving us on, Have Kyle. you ever done cocaine, Joe? <laughs> no, I, Kyle. I've never done cocaine, and please don't ask that question again. <laughs> I can verify that I have never done cocaine. Good, good. It's a good thing we brought it up, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I just thought you might have some other fun stories about cocaine you could tell us. Well, there was that that very dark two years that you're aware of, Kyle. I'm very upset you tried to bring it up on the podcast. I just think it's funny that you're institutionalised for, for being in a mine. Well, I, I mean, there was a time where I was going into view cinemas and loudly clapping uh, during inappropriate <laughs> moments just throughout the whole film. It was yeah. <laughs> very dark two years. But right like, as Tony Stark died. <laughs> yeah, yeah, woo <laughs> Got forcibly removed from the cinema. Um, Kyle, you're very angry. You're a very angry young man, aren't you? I am. I've been punching walls. Because... Of, I mean, oh, I, I got a good okay. segue. I, I got a good segue here, Kyle. Um, I'll tell you Why what. Why didn't you fucking uh, do it earlier? It's, it's a good thing. No, it's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I am very angry. You're right. <laughs> I guess, I, I guess it's a good thing no one reported those two to the police and they went to jail because then neither of them would be a free guy. We're talking about free guy. Kyle, no, no, come back, come back. Oh man, I... it's got his he headphones at home. On. I'm not even listening. My headphones are off. It doesn't wonder... come through the speakers. I wonder. I wonder how long. Okay, good. He's putting them back on then. I was very worried how long you were going to keep up that bit then of just not listening to me. And I I'm ashamed of you. I'm ashamed to know you. I'm ashamed to call you Joe. Yeah, but what I'm did ashamed... you think of the segue? <laughs> Great. Some more have I got news for you style <laughs> humour. <laughs> Somebody um, called Paul Merton. Tell him his time's up. I would like to talk about Fall Guy now. And Free Guy. Oh, I've been getting this tight. I've been mixing it up with the video game. 
the entire time. Was that genuine? No, no, no. That was that was a genuine mix-up. I went to order the ticket. It was like we don't sell that here, so that didn't happen. Um, but what? Especially because you... that game's free. Nobody <laughs> yeah. sells it. On Thursday evening, you sent me a message saying I'd like to talk about Free Guy on the podcast. Um, I did. And last night, Saturday evening, was the only time I had free to go. Annoyingly, it, it had a theatrical exclusive release. It wasn't on demand. Mm. Um, you know you know me, Kyle. I like to support the arts. So I went along to the cinema. And More like the farts. The f- yeah. That was good, though, was it? Shall I take my headphones off for half a minute now? The fucking arts. <laughs> um, and no one was, like, free to watch it with me, like, just on that night in particular. Is that what they said? Yeah, that's, that's what they told me. <laughs> um, so I, I was... I, just to give you, like, my headspace going into watching Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds, I was walking through on a Saturday evening in central, uh, central Manchester. Uh, what I didn't realise was it was already busy because it's, like, a Saturday night and people were going out. It's also Pride weekend, so everyone was out having a good time in a really happy mood. And I was walking by myself the day after I'd got my, my COVID vaccination with a fever, feeling shit, in, like, sweatpants, looking like I was about to shoot... all the gay people. Yeah, 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 looking like I was about to, like, shoot the fucking place off. I just <laughs> did not fit in there. I look really suspect. Um... <laughs> And eventually I got to the cinema, tried to buy... A eventually? Ticket. What? Were the gay people all <laughs> yeah. filling the streets so you couldn't get through? Like it's like it's the end of a romance film and you have to go meet the love interest. Um, so I, I got there eventually. Um, and I, I tried to order a ticket, uh, but my card on the machine, it kept not working. Uh, so then I, had to, I went up to an actual human to buy one. And... Um, oh. It was really odd. I said, oh, can I have a ticket for um, Free Guy, please? And he went, oh, is that the one with Ryan Reynolds? Just stared at me. And I was like, yeah, 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 it's the one with Ryan Reynolds. And he went, yeah, I like Deadpool. Deadpool's good, isn't it? And I was like, oh, God. Oh, 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 yeah, I suppose it's, yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to ruffle any feathers. He went, and then he went, hmm, yeah, what do you think of Deadpool 2? I was like, honestly, oh. Kyle, I'm thinking of starting a new podcast with him. <laughs> he, he didn't Leave allow alone. any dead air no dead air was allowed um, and then he, he handed the ticket over to me eventually um, I was just <laughs> the film was my... over by this point every time I was like walking through the streets ordering my ticket just going come on come on come on like, to myself. <laughs> um, and he gave me my ticket and then he was like oh just the one is it and I was like yeah just the just the one and then he went yeah yeah I mean it's good to just have a bit of time to yourself sometimes isn't it oh my <laughs> god shut up stop talking to me so I took the ticket uh, and I needed the bath they, this almost sounds like so sad it couldn't be real I needed the bathroom so I went in and I just put the coat down on the floor next to me as I used the urinal and a man as I was mid-flow mind you walked out the stall just kicked the fucking thing over went <laughs> everywhere and not only did he not like acknowledge the situation just carried on walking straight out didn't even acknowledge it happened so I that was me Joe yeah, you didn't was... notice but it was me you have you have the a shared location on your phone um so then I had to go and order myself a new Coke for £5. Um, and then eventually... A Coke? I thought you said a coat. No, no, a Coca-Cola. Oh he my knocked... fucking God. He knocked over my Coke and it went <laughs> everywhere. Um, 
And then eventually I sat down to watch Free Guy eventually. starring Ryan Reynolds. Now, Kyle... And was it worth it? Well, I tell you what, already because of that experience, and then the only thing you said going in to watch uh, Free Guy was, we need to watch it because it made me very angry. So I feel like I went in <laughs> with a slightly biased viewpoint on it. Um, and I'll be honest, I'll let you... I'll let you take over now to explain why why you're like frothing at the mouth about it um well yeah i i went in with a a similar headspace even because i'd seen the trailers and i knew it wasn't going to be good but i wanted to go to the cinema and there was basically nothing else on because ryan reynolds killed all the other actors yeah. and and just as the you know it comes up with the this film is rated um you for all of us together. Now he's um, in there going, come on, hurry up! <laughs> <laughs> hurry up! Eventually the film started. And I, I turned to the person who I was with, who will remain unnamed, and I said, this is the gonna... ongoing case. <laughs> yeah, yes. I turned to Taika Waititi and I said, <laughs> this is going to be bad. I don't want to watch this. <laughs> I want to leave. And he said... Why do you want... We, we don't have to watch it. I only came because you wanted to come watch it. And I said, no, we should watch it. But I don't want to be here right now. And then the film started with a, a monologue in which Ryan Reynolds directly explained the premise to me <laughs> over voiceover because apparently I was too stupid to figure it out over the course of the first act. I... I don't hate this film. And Joe, that's the worst part. It's like a... It's like when you don't hate your ex-lover, yeah. you know? Or your podcast co-host. Yeah. I don't hate it. I just... I know it could be so much more, <laughs> like you. <laughs> I just... There was there were parts of the film where I went, there is an interesting, good film hidden underneath this film. And it made me so angry. Okay, so the film starts with Ryan Reynolds directly telling me, the audience, what the premise is. And he says, I'm in a video game. I'm a video game character. I'm not real. I'm not sentient. Anyway, this is my life. I do the same thing every day. And it's like the next 10 minutes showed me that like in subtle, clever ways that if I hadn't been told that and I didn't know the premise just from the trailer would have been a really interesting way to learn the world of the film because it is an interesting premise. And, and you know what else is interesting about it is that there is theme baked into the very premise of of class conflict because ryan reynolds and all the other npcs exist in a class of people who do the same thing every day and have very little money as evidenced by ryan reynolds going into his atm and sighing and <laughs> and there is this other class of people who are extraordinarily rich they just have thousands in their back pocket and they can do whatever they want with no repercussion and ryan reynolds needs to orchestrate a general worker strike in order to try and take down the system. And the film doesn't even seem to notice that it's got class commentary in it. It like aggressively ignores the fact and it doesn't know how computers work. Like I get it, my mom went to see it, she loved it. She doesn't know how computers work. I kind of expected the writer of this video game film to do a little bit of research into how video games work. Because at one point they reboot the server in order to try and stop Ryan Reynolds from causing a muck, they reboot the server. And that erases his memories, but don't worry about it because it doesn't matter. And and then later on in the third act, he's causing a real havoc. Taika Waititi, the villain, has a big problem on his hands. And instead of just turning the servers off, he goes downstairs with an axe 
and smashes up these these very expensive servers one by one, deleting pixelated building one at a time, <laughs> giving Ryan Reynolds as much time as he needs to complete his tasks. And I have to say, the damage that Ryan Reynolds is causing would cost less than these servers are going to cost to replace. The stakes in this film are that Ryan Reynolds might die if they delete him from the servers, and that Ryan Reynolds' love interest will win a lawsuit against Taika Waititi if, if Ryan Reynolds can do it. The lawsuit is not going to pay out more than these servers cost. It seems ridiculous. Also, I don't understand why this woman is so upset. She sold her game to Taika Waititi. He isn't... He, he's, she sold it to him, and then he took some of the code from it and used it in another game. It's his game. You gave him the game. It's not yours. It's like... I feel like I'm watching the stupid version of the social network. And and I'll tell you what, Joe. Go on. I'm sick of Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I've had enough of him. I don't think he's funny anymore. <laughs> you know, he's like an affable everyman. And in Deadpool, I enjoyed the first Deadpool fine. The second Deadpool, I was getting a little tired. I'm sick of this cunt. Shut up, Ryan. He's going around being like, oh, I'm not acting. Look at me. I'm just Ryan Reynolds. Kyle. Yeah, I've got a character name, but I'm not going <laughs> to fucking act at all. You know, I'm going to start the film a little naive, but 10 minutes in, he gives up on that whole fucking act. And he's just, oh, hi, it's me, Ryan Reynolds. Here's a quip. Here's a quip. Shut up, Ryan. It's not funny. The, the funniest part of the film is Taika Waititi. And you can see the difference in the scenes where he's allowed to improv and do whatever he wants and the scenes where he is forced to read the script because he becomes dead in the water. It's so painful. I've never seen Taika Waititi not be funny in a scene. And there are scenes in this where I just want to curl up into a ball and cry. And you know what, Joe? I, the only time I felt anything was when they suddenly played the Avengers theme and the Star Wars theme one right after the other. And I went, wait, is this a Disney film? Is this film owned by Walt Disney? Oh my God. And then I had thoughts in my head. The film was challenging me. And it never happened again. The happiest I felt was when I saw Chris Evans and then he left instantly. Also, why the fuck are there so many YouTubers in this? And they didn't invite us. I'm furious. <laughs> fucking did. ninjas in it. Mark Septiceye. Uh, Jack Septiceye, rather. <laughs> I, I know the community. There's there's all these people. and they This keep is why you weren't them. invited in. They were going to ask our podcast to feature, but you got fucking Jack Septiceye's name wrong. Uh, meet and greet. And how he's blacklisted us. It was it was so embarrassing. We kept cutting to them to see these reaction shots where they go, go on, Ryan Reynolds, we love you. And they can't act. I, right. Not a single one of them could act. It was embarrassing every time. It just made me feel cringy yeah. existing in the world. It is a slightly... I, I try to avoid using it because I feel like, especially on the internet, it's overused. But I did... Um, like The only word to describe it is I did cringe every time that happened. I actually closed my eyes during a lot of those scenes because <laughs> I, just, I just didn't want to be present. And it, like, with the, I got like secondhand embarrassment for the film off those bits. Um, it's, yeah, it's so I mean, uncomfortable. And they do a whole joke where Ryan Reynolds, like, actually, I don't make jokes at the expense of women and their bodies because I don't think that's a cool thing to do. And then later on, there's a whole joke about Channing Tatum sexually assaulting him. Yeah. For like an extended joke that made me so uncomfortable. And and also, I have to point, Ryan Reynolds, you did do Deadpool 2, which is a film in which the main recurring joke is the idea that this child is going to be raped. But, you know, you go nuts, Ryan Reynolds. There you go. I mean, Kyle, 
may I just say congratulations and you should definitely start a YouTube channel where you have an angry animated avatar character. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I agree with like, I agree with your general, with your sentiment about the film. Um, I would say like, I don't like... <sighs> I don't have any like massively hard feelings towards it because I see what the film is doing and I think the audience that they think are going to enjoy it are going to enjoy it. Um, I feel like the mm. people that really love Deadpool, you're right, are going to watch this and go, I love Ryan Reynolds. He's basically a less explicit version of Deadpool here. Yeah. Um, I like this film. Uh, and I'll be honest, like I, I would never have watched this film. The only reason I was aware of it is because of his slightly annoying and cynical like promotional material where he dressed up as Deadpool and reacted yeah. to it which really irritated me um but yeah it, I I would say the one thing I did enjoy about this film is that I went in expecting because Ryan Reynolds I feel like the reason I I I'm not a massive fan of of either of the Deadpools because I I have a hard time getting on board with like something that's kind of so insincere it's kind of hard to talk about it yeah. in a meaningful way because it's like oh well it was just a fucking joke it was just a, a meta self-aware uh, but mm. in this i actually think it's like, even though he was still keeping it at an arm's reach like not too vulnerable because i still need to be it's almost like ryan reynolds i have an image of myself now that i need to maintain um mm. and that's not to say he has done stuff like buried before that he was really good in and doing a very like solid performance in I think this felt way more sincere than I was expecting it to. He did, like, act in it. And I don't mean that to be rude. I mean, it's not like just Deadpool where it's quip after quip. I feel like he... He... Like, there are moments in it where he does just let the film be a film and not just, like, Ryan Reynolds, like, the movie part three. Mm. Um, um, and I would say, like... So this is basically... The main thing I took away from it, this is basically like the Truman Show in the world of now we have Twitch. Um, yeah. Because as you said, even the whole thing with like the Twitch streamers talking about it and like people, like apparently the whole world is really interested in this video game and they're watching it on big billboards and people talking about <laughs> it. It's like, I think it's very similar to them trying to do what the Truman Show did, where only mm. it made a bit more sense because the Truman Show world was very simple to set up. We got what it was from the get-go. We understand why so many people are watching it and get engaged with it. Um, and I feel like the main problem with this this film is that um, I think like the convolution of it gets in the way a lot of the time. I think to really yeah. enjoy it, you and like you said, there is stuff in there where they are accidentally talking about like class division and it's like listen you don't have to accept this we can say no to this we don't have to fall into place it's buried by the fact that to really enjoy it i think you have to turn your brain off um mm. and just watch the fun action scenes and you're in a video game because it I, I mean if someone was to ask me like the best way i'd describe it it's like the truman show meshed with the lego movie meshed with they live you know that film where the guy puts the glasses on and he sees the hidden messages and all the like capitalist advertisements no. no i've not seen that um that sounds good though yeah it is really good you should watch it <laughs> um it felt like a mesh between all them and like yeah you're right because it it did feel like it was it was getting at being its own thing a lot and then it kind of gets lost in its own it's so hard to like and it's the same issue with like space jam anytime it's like oh they're in a video game a computer but when the game developers go into the game we look exactly like our real human selves and mm. 
does the AI, Ryan Reynolds, see everything as super realistic? Because when we cut out to the game, and I know this shouldn't matter at all, but because of what it is, this is all I'm thinking about when I'm watching those scenes. Mm. The graphics look like shit when I see them on their computer screens. <laughs> Looks like like the first yeah. kind of like GTA games. But when we cut in, it's so realistic. And I'm like, so wait a minute. You're telling me they wear the glasses and that's why they can see all this in-game graphic stuff like the health bars and like all these different weapons they can pick. But yet she casually takes them off when they're walking and buying ice cream together. And I'm like, how does that work then? How does your game character casually yeah. take their... Just, and I know it shouldn't matter, but it really fucks with my head when I see actors acting and being normal humans. But then in the logic of the game and the world we've set up, I'm like, how does that work? And that's what my struggle with the film was a lot. Yeah, because there was a moment where Ryan Reynolds kissed her and she went, that isn't in the game. And it was like, what, has he created a new animation for the character files on the fly? It's There's got so many... There are already so many rules... Yeah, that well, we import from the real world about how video games work. And then they add these other complicated rules on top of them about the glasses and about how taking someone's glasses steals control from them on the computer. But sometimes it doesn't. And so it gets trapped in this world where there's their rules and the real world's rules. And they kind of mix and match between them what they want. And it gets so complicated that you can't keep up. Yeah, because what you said about the kissing is true, because when they said, there's no button for that, I was like, oh, maybe because what they've said about Ryan Reynolds being an AI and he's now living in the game, maybe he can just do that because he's existing in this world. But then later on, she kisses him, and I'm like, well, how did she do that then? And it just, mm. stuff like that, where I feel like I'm being constantly gaslit by the film and how their world works. Um, that's that's a barrier, and I, may, I, I I'm sure to lots of people they don't give a shit. But for me, in a in a world that is so explicitly set up with all these rules and how it works, and then sometimes it doesn't, it just mm. really distracts. It distracts me. It's really odd. And sometimes she really cares about potentially dying in the game, and other times she doesn't. And it's like when they broke into that house to find the map or whatever to prove she her code was in the game, and Ryan Reynolds is there, she picks between getting away on the motorbike and living, or running and grabbing the map piece or whatever, and potentially dying. And it's like, why do you give a shit? You'll just respawn. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. It's like that, where it's working yeah. like a normal film, and I'm like, but... But that doesn't... I don't know. It really got, it got me. <laughs> yeah, I think the main... I sound very angry about it. And it's not because I'm disappointed, because I didn't think it was going to be good. But there were moments where I thought, this is a really interesting idea. Probably because it was just reminding me of The Truman Show, which is a film I really like. Yeah. <laughs> but the idea of him not knowing and the idea of uh, what his actions are, like what he's physically capable of, of doing being different from what we can do. And the, the idea of this like workers strike and he has to convince all these people and breaking out. and all, But it just, it never reaches any of those moments. It sets up a lot of ideas that it doesn't conclude. There's a whole section in the first act when he's, before he's really learned about the fact that he's in a video game, that every time he presses against the boundary of his own knowledge, like if the light falls in the Truman Show, he looks mm. at it and he, he learns about it and they play this really sinister violin music. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it feels like he's at the end of an arc where he snaps under the pressure of the system and starts killing people. Yeah. Except it's the start of the film. So it feels like it's when like they start the film... It's like a family-friendly taxi driver yeah. as he's figuring all this stuff out. Yeah, and it sets this stuff up and it never follows through 
And every time something like that happened, I got a little bit excited because I was like, oh, mm. right, this is this could be really interesting. I want to see him snap under the pressure of the system and go crazy. But nothing ever really happens. And I have, I struggle with the earnestness that the film does try and push through. Yeah. Partly because I don't buy their romance at all. I don't find that they have particularly good chemistry. And I find it a little creepy that he likes her because he's as it turns out, is programmed to. And she likes him in a kind of narcissistic way because he is basically based on her, which ends up kind of undermining that. He Like, um, she just, they go out on a date and he likes all the same things as she does. Yeah. And that's why she likes him. And it kind of feels a little creepy. Yeah. And I also have a trouble with the film's earnestness because it doesn't feel like they struggle to get anywhere. There is... When I think back on the plot of the film and the events that took place, there are basically, there's one objective at the start, which is to get this piece of video game footage, which once again, it doesn't make internal consistency in the world that this is on the video game, this piece of Twitch stream. So they have to get that. And they try it once and they fail and everything's fine. There are no consequences for that. And they try again and Channing Tatum just gives it to them. And then it gets to the end of the film and he's got to just walk over a bridge and he doesn't really do anything himself. Other people outside of the game help him, which again doesn't make sense because you would have thought they'd just taken his laptop off him so he could stop typing in cheat codes, <laughs> but they don't. And so he doesn't really work very hard for anything himself. Everything's kind of handed to him. And they have this whole montage where they try and present him as working very hard as he grinds up through the levels. Hmm. But the thing is... If, I, if you or I were to try and grind up to level 100, it might take us ages because I get a couple hours every night to go and do this. He has nothing to do but this. There is nothing in his life other than grinding. So the fact that he does it doesn't mean much. And also he respawns infinitely. So it doesn't take much work because there doesn't seem to be any way for him to lose experience. So the only thing he can do is gain it. Yeah, it felt weird. I, I, yeah, I know what you mean. I hadn't even thought we were meant to see that as him overcoming like an obstacle or like a way for us mm. to invest in look, look at him completing this objective. Um, and not to like again, I don't want to come off as like cinema sinsy about it, but and I know we should start comparing it to other films. But you're right; it is very sim. Like when he goes to touch the ocean and his hand goes through the code, and it's like, "Oh, this is the barrier at the end of the world." It's similar to how in the Truman Show, lights are falling, and he he doesn't go in the ocean and find out that there's just a big wall that is the mm. sky. But that makes sense because in the film, they thought, "Well, let's just say he has a fear of water." because the producers fucked with him when he was a kid and i'm like mm -hmm. oh fair there's like it sets up it con its concept and it has very good answers for things whereas yeah. in this film earlier on he mentions oh we go to the beach all the time i love going to the beach with you my friend and it's like out of all the years you've been going to the beach you've never seen like do you know what never I mean? even tried yeah which it sounds really nitpicky but it's odd because in the truman show he starts questioning his life because when that first light falls that's someone else's fuck up that has happened to him and we kind of get the sense oh maybe he's been like now he's an adult maybe he's been confused about little things and then we start to see like the big changes start to happen and the big fuck ups that make him go on this journey at the start from the start of the film. Whereas with Ryan Reynolds, you're right, by the way, the the thing that makes him snap out of this, this like, oh, I wake up and my life repeats and, and the, the, like, the start of what, you know, the Truman show of 
getting up every morning yeah, and going yeah. to work. It's like not the concept of the film of like, oh, I'm in a video game. Because he does find that out early on in the film. But the thing that snaps him out of it is that he thinks a girl is hot. Not that he yes. questions it. That is like the inciting incident, basically. And it feels so weird, like it doesn't it doesn't fit into his journey. That should be like you should swap those two things around. He figures out he's in a video game, and then he discovers this this woman as he's starting to learn the freedom that comes with this. Yeah. It's really weird. It's really weirdly Cause, structured. Cause he doesn't even learn that he's in a video game. He doesn't figure it out. He starts thinking I mean, he starts just he he seems to already know that he just respawns if he dies. Yeah, because he does just die and then he wakes up and he doesn't find that weird. He just keeps going. He he thinks that not dying is just a factor of life, but he doesn't find any evidence that his world isn't real. Eventually, and he doesn't investigate. He doesn't get curious. It just gets to the point where this woman turns to him and says, "You're in a video game." There you go. And he just has to accept it. Yeah, yeah. You know, basically. And he does accept it fairly quickly. And that's which... right at the end of the second act, which is yeah. way too late. That, yeah. They could have just made that the revelation that his world is going to end, which is fine enough for like that end of two end of act two bridge. But mm -hmm. instead, it's like he it feels like this should have been right at the start of the film where he figures out everything is not as he thought it was. Uh, and it's really, and I think that's the, my main issue with the film is that I think it's so badly structured is the issue because my main thought getting up and leaving the film was when the credits came on, I was like, oh, thank God. Because I had no idea whereabouts yeah. in the film I was. I could guess, like, this feels like, am I at the end of Act 2 now? And I couldn't <laughs> yes, tell yes. because normal things weren't happening. Um yeah, it was really, I had, and like, it's weird because this film is so kind of like ADHD and it's so hyper energetic. There's always something crazy going on in every scene. But despite that, I was so bored. That's my main, that's mm. the only real negative feeling I have is just complete boredom through most of it. Can I also, um, I don't have a huge amount more to say. I just want to bring up, there was one fight scene. It was his first fight scene. He, you know, he goes up to those people who are mugging someone, and he they drop the gun and he and they catch it and shoot him. Yeah. And then he comes back to it later after he's grinded through his levels a bit, and and they fight properly. It's a proper fight scene, mm -hmm. and it's clearly Ryan Reynolds doing the fight choreography because it's a single continuous shot, and you can see his face, and it's clearly designed so that you can tell that it's really him, and you can go, "Wow, look, Ryan Reynolds is really doing it." Except that I have to say, it is some of the worst fight choreography <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. No, you're being nasty now. <laughs> the choreography is fine. Like it, it's got fun, fun moves. The dropping the gun and catching it is fun. The way they move is fun, and the kind of style of the the kind of curves of the movement, the way they go, huh, huh, huh can kind of work in that kind of um, Kingsman-y way, mm -hmm. where Kingsman has fairly stilted fight choreography but it works because it flows through from one move to the other and it's done to the music mm -hmm. and it's done a lot faster to the point that you can even tell that in Kingsman the choreography is sped up a bit in the edit mm -hmm. except in this film it feels like Ryan Reynolds is doing it slowly so that somebody in the audience can learn the moves by copying him do you know what I mean? Did you do you remember it? It was so slow and awkward I know that what I thought you mean. why doesn't somebody just punch? And I wonder though if that's one of 
the elements of this being in a game not quite coming to fruition like some of the films ah. as well like is this meant to be like video game stilted choreography because yeah. because you're right it maybe just comes off as a bit awkward because there's nothing else on top of that um so i don't know how much is just like odd things that haven't quite communicated yeah. themselves properly i will say i did really enjoy the dude character that was introduced at the end that was like one of the real where i felt like they were doing something fun with like oh it's a video game and this is like an end boss and it's kind of weird and doesn't really yeah. make sense but it's kind of acknowledging that in a fun way where it doesn't not, mm. not in like a deadpool way where it's like this is bad but but we're gonna joke about it and still do it anyway like it felt like it was being self-aware in a way where it was talking about video games not just doing like a bad movie thing and acknowledging it um, yes yeah, that was really fun. And that's another thing that really... That actually you said about the Captain America shield and it cutting to Chris Evans and him using the lightsaber. I fucking hated that. Um, I And, like, there was something to do there where it's like, yeah, I know, games like Fortnite, they use skins of, like, pop culture shit all the time, like the Star Wars skins, this, like, Marvel skins. I thought maybe they might... They could joke about that slightly, but they didn't. It just kind of felt like normal Deadpool Ryan Reynolds. I'm mm. friends with these people and they will let me do this. Uh, like it, opposed to it like being anything other than haha this, it's like basically what people criticize the big bang theory for i think mm. just acknowledging it exists it it was the moment that i suddenly like had a realization that like propagated back throughout the entire film that the fact that it's a video game feels fairly incidental mm. this film doesn't have anything to do with video games or video game culture yeah. other than the random cameos from YouTubers that I would have rather done without. Yeah, I... Oh, God. <laughs> it, I'm not lying. It, that that was the worst. That's the... I, I have never felt like I wanted to, like, die more <laughs> yeah. than those scenes. Where it was, like, Jacksepticeye having to act, having to go... <laughs> Oh well, I've never seen anything like this before, <laughs> and all the time, and not talking like their real human selves at all. And it it just made me think: if we're going to do these really obvious references, so that everyone in the audience can go, "Oh, a reference!" Why wouldn't you reference a video game? Because mm. this is meant to be a film about video games, and you're referencing a film. And I know that those films have been made into video games, but it doesn't really count, does it? Yeah, you could have featured Stuart Lissell in there and been like, well, he had a PS2 game in like 2004. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I know what you mean. Um, and I will say, and I differ to you here, I think another thing that kind of I didn't like about this film, that kind of, and I understand this is a super subjective thing, none of the comedy worked for me at all. No. Like, and everyone was so obnoxious. Like, every character yes. was so... And I think, especially, Taika Waititi, he... It's the only time I've seen him in a film and been like, I actively really dislike what you're doing. Yes. It's like, a lot of, like... Like, a 15-year-old that was doing improv comedy that just thought, oh, I'll just say loads of, like awful things and some of it will land as like like you had Taiko Titi going oh it's like having ball and arse cancer at the same time which isn't a good feeling and it's like it's like what are you doing is that a joke <laughs> what and like I like to imagine the director saying that to him <laughs> yeah <laughs> right come come what what Taika what are you doing yeah he was so and audibly like throughout the film little bits were getting laughs like Ryan Reynolds and maybe it's unfair because he was just on screen more but he got laughs like sparsely throughout the film people mm. did laugh in my cinema but every time Taika Waititi was on screen it was just 
deathly silence. And it's really awkward because they leave like pauses sometimes because it's like a comedy for people to laugh and there was just nothing yeah. filling that void. Um, I yeah, I, and I understand it's super subjective, but I'm. I, it's just not my. I always say the thing about Deadpool is it's basically Marvel with Family Guy jokes. Um, yeah, and I understand. You know, it's fine. I'm not saying you can't enjoy that, but that is what this is. It is typical Ryan Reynolds. Like the level of humor it is working on is he has a coffee he likes and he goes. Mm, it's like angels came in my mouth. It's that he didn't actually say mm. those words, but that though, and it's like jokes that aren't really quite jokes. It's just him kind of doing the Deadpool thing of, oh, this is like having a sword poshed up my ass and coming out my mouth. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> I love that bit where Deadpool went ass. <laughs> he said ass like he a t- he turned old in- British he man. He turned into a Bristol farmer. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and just to finish off on the comedy point, I actually think the times again, like when I really liked Ryan Reynolds, and I will say, I, I don't, I'm not trying to be awful to Ryan Reynolds because him being in this film is the one thing that got me through it because he is so charming <laughs> and likable, yeah. like as a actor. Yeah. So he is so, I'm just drawn to like watching him. Um, if this had anyone else in it, I, I think I would have walked away. Miles Teller. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what this film really could have done with? <laughs> Miles Teller from Whiplash. Um, I I think the moments like his performance that work best is when the film is just being its own thing and not a Ryan Reynolds vehicle. Um, yeah. Like I liked the kind of like nice like just hmm, jokes where it's like she goes, by the way, my real name is Millie, and he goes, and my real name is as ever Guy. Like, because he doesn't get what's yeah. going on. Stuff like that. It's fun, because it's what that character would say. It's not Ryan Reynolds aware that he's in a film, so he has to be making... Because I don't think his character would be saying half the shit Ryan Reynolds no, is saying not. in this film. It's and really it's like, weird. it's specific to that film as well, jokes like that. There's a lot of jokes in this where you think, I could take this out and put it in a different film. Yeah. And it would be better. It would work better as a joke. It feel like they went... They wrote a normal script with no jokes in it. They pulled out their big book of jokes that they have, that they've been writing down over the last few years. And they went, where can this one go? Let's put it in scene two. Yeah, yeah. Um, very few of the jokes feel like they're attached to this, these characters or this script. And I could only compare it to like, so Ryan Reynolds is like, I think kind of the equivalent to like what Jim Carrey was when he was at his height of like he is the person that's like like let's get Ryan Reynolds in it and this will be like a Ryan Reynolds vehicle film but with Jim Carrey even when he's at like his wackiest in every film as you said the comedy is still based in that world he works within what the Mm -hmm. director is trying to do um and Ryan Reynolds it does just feel like he's slipping into Deadpool PG a lot of the time yeah um and it's annoying because I think I, I I think I don't know what it is, Ryan. If he if he was willing to be maybe a bit more vulnerable and not just worry about, I don't know if maybe it is an anxiety about we're selling this off the back of Deadpool because there's a lot of promotional material for this film that has Deadpool in it, which is weird. Yeah. It's really weird that that that's what I think is the most interesting thing about this film is the fucking promotional material where he's dressed as Deadpool talking about the film quite a lot and it's like this isn't Deadpool let it go do something let this be <laughs> what it is this doesn't have to be Deadpool tell me this character's funny jokes yeah yeah exactly um so I don't know I think that's all I have. oh one very last thing um you're uh, just again about like the story and things not quite coming to fruition 
the main anxiety the characters have about deleting the game, as Taika Waititi's mm-hmm. character wants to do, that doesn't just make them feel selfish about, oh, well, this is going to be really good for us. We're going to win an award for creating aware yeah. <laughs> AI. Is no, you can't do this. It's the first self-aware like AI that's living a life. He is his own person. You can't do this. And then at the mm. end, Ryan Reynolds is like, well, this isn't, I'm not, you don't have to stay here for me because I'm not even a person. He was, I'm written yes, code yeah. by this guy. Go be with him. And then I'm like, so are you, what are you? What was all this for? If you're, if that's what you're <laughs> saying at the end, go be with him. I don't know. That was, that mm. was just another odd thing that, that confused me, but... Also, their game looks like absolute shit. I wouldn't want to play that piece of crap. Just watch a bunch of AI walk around. Fuck off. Yeah. Um, Losers. Yeah, so that, I don't know. That's Fall Guy. I, again, despite this... Free Guy! Like, it's called bro, Free Guy! Fuck. Completely wrong. That whole sentence was just wrong, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, free Guy, again, although this sounds like overwhelmingly uh, negative, I, I I think people are still going to... I I understand. I think these are gripes that can be put down as like personal issues i think someone yeah. could easily watch this and really enjoy it and love it for what it is um uh, and my my annoyances just come from i feel like like you said kyle i watch it and i just feel like this could have been there's just this little nuggets of this film could have been really good and like kind of what the premise mm. is setting it up to be and then it kind of like stage exits to let's just make like penis jokes and just fall in, I don't know. It doesn't, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, I feel like it could have been not this. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> the best thing you can say about a film. I... But, but, um, talking about not this. Oh. What is our next segment? <laughs> oh, excellent. Um, <laughs> never before have I, what an absolutely meta segue. <laughs> Fantastic. It's the Deadpool of segues. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, uh, we, we talked about it last week. Everyone's very excited. Spider-Man, no way home. You're not coming home. The door's locked. Stay the fuck out, you dirty dog. Um, Spider, dirty spider. Dirty spider is... Coming out, you really threw me off there, Kyle. I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> that really weird sentence I went off on. <laughs> what was I saying? Why am I talking about locking the spider out about, my house? You were talking about Spider-Man. Yes, so uh, Spider-Man, No Way Home dropped. Everyone's very excited. Um, I don't know. There's not The trailer I, dropped. The film did not. <laughs> the, the trailer dropped. I'm having a brain aneurysm. Um, we talked about... It last week, I don't think we're going to talk about it now because there's not much else to say other than more speculation based off the trailer. Um, but but one thing I really enjoy doing is reading through YouTube comments. And Marvel films always have great YouTube comments. And I just thought now I <sighs> would... Sorry, Kyle. Am I bothering you? Are you being paid by no, Coke on, to, to sip on your drink and just go, ah, every now and again? <laughs> carry on, carry on. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just taking a sip. So I thought I would read some comments from fans or and some not fans of No Way Home. Oh, so I didn't know those kind of people existed. <laughs> yeah. Some of them host podcasts, Kyle. Um, first off, we have a comment. I like No Way Home. First off, we have I a like comment. Spider-Man. First off... <laughs> We have a comment by uh, 
Bartik9, uh, he's, he's dropped a bit of like satire here, a bit of comedy. We should maybe ask him to come and write jokes for the podcast. He says, the new Spider-Man film will be called Homeless. That's the first entry. And he, and what? Can Why? I, <laughs> Why? Why? Why I think, will it be called that? He's working off... He, I think he's sort of ad-libbing off the fact that all of them so far have had home in the title. And he's saying, wouldn't it be funny if the next one is called Spider-Man, a homeless man? <laughs> that's, that's the first one. That would be funny. What I love first is that it's actually in the comment he's put, the new Spider-Man film would be called dot, 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 homeless. <laughs> Uh, this this is a comment from Turfer Paul, who do, he doesn't seem to understand. He seems to think that Marvel characters are real and are aware of the fact that they're in Marvel films. Because he said, "It seems a deliberate act by Peter to interrupt Strange so that Spider-Man can have another movie." So lame. And I think he he's kind of working off the logic there that Peter Parker is aware he's starring in these Spider-Man films. And he's like, I'll go and annoy Doctor Strange so that Spider-Man can have another movie. (laughs) Also, you're just reading these people's usernames out. Are we just dossing them now? Doxing them, rather? I'm not sure. (laughs) I think your security's pretty weak if me reading out your YouTube username is doxing. (laughs) It's doxing you. Um, The next comment is from Rafal, who says... The most amazing thing is that Octopus has not a brand new storyline, but is Toby's octopus. That is what is really awesome. <laughs> so Toby's octopus. Toby's octopus. That's that's <laughs> that's what fans cried out when they saw him. Bring us Toby's octopus. <laughs> Toby's octopus. I just think it's so funny that octopus. Like, <laughs> like, who do you play in the film? Oh, I play octopus. Um. Very angry comment from Ahmad that says, "Why does Zendaya do play a moron?" Is what he asked. <laughs> Why does Zendaya do play a moron? Um, that's that's funny because it's ironic. It is ironic. Um, so a boy called Joseph here, or a man, I don't know, uh, and he seems oh, to have. Oh. A <laughs> we have a comment from a boy here. <laughs> See what the boy has to say. Um, it seems like he might have some potential uh, little information. I don't know where he's getting his sources from, but if you can decode what he's saying, he might have some tidbits that he's dropping. He says, I don't want to fuck it up, but in the new cover, Maguire is on it, and Andrew in the background of the cover, but they already deleted it already. The cover? (laughs) What, the album art? What does he mean? I don't know what he means by the cover. Does he mean the poster? Or has Does he, he mean seen, the thumbnail for the trailer? Has he seen like a fan made? I don't know what. I don't know. He says he's definitely new... seen something fan made. They didn't just <laughs> accidentally release it. What we can say is that he's seen something and he is talking about that thing. Well, stop the presses. Um, this is another funny comment that's similar to the first one from someone called Jboy Two K Seven says should be called Spider Gimp. Go home. So, he's not a fan. <laughs> what? Why should it be called that? He's not a fan, it looks like. Spider Gimp. Um, Go home. Someone here that's really excited for the film. It's the only thing going on, apparently, that's that's making them feel like they want to live. Because they said, I wish I could put myself into a coma until December. <laughs> so You could just wait. Just wait normally. 
So if anyone, if anyone maybe in Switzerland is listening, if anyone legally can put them into a like a medical induced coma until the release day of Spider-Man. They can do that outside of Switzerland. (laughs) Just bonk them on the head with a Spider-Man action figure. Um, (laughs) I like the idea that they go into a coma, get out and all the tickets have sold. (laughs) They have to put themselves (laughs) into another coma until it's out on demand. Um, So this says... Uh, this is this is from a user called an axe murderer, so I really hope it doesn't dox him because he's he's going to be caught. Um, <laughs> this movie is going to be fucking shit. Looks dumb. Oh. They officially ruined Spider-Man. Great job, shitful. <laughs> That's got... such a good pun, shitful. We've sounds like a town in like a David Fincher movie. <laughs> shitful. Um... He called him Spider-Man as well, which I enjoyed. Just gave an extra flair to the anger that he was like, <laughs> Spider-Man, well done, <laughs> shitful. <laughs> um, this is a, 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 an exchange I'm about to read out between two commenters here. Spider-Man trailer breaks world record for most viewed in 24 hours on YouTube. Wow, what records? It's a very positive comment. I don't so, think that's true. Sounds like an article headline. Well, Kyle, you're, you're on a similar line to the person that responded saying, not YouTube, it's social media. In future, before comments, please learn and come. <laughs> <laughs> um, someone here slamming Hollywood. Well, well, well overdue. Someone's putting Hollywood in their place says, yeah, please um... stop this garbage movies. How many more years we need of this superhero shit? What happened with producers? No more imagination? Can't pick a story out of millions for a decent movie? Question mark, question mark, question mark. They have picked a story out of millions. They just happened <laughs> to have Spider-Man in. It was, it was purely coincidental. <laughs> um, someone commented here, and I'm going to shout every time they've capitalised the word in their comments. How is Dr. Octopus still alive? Didn't he die in Spider-Man 2? And if it's the goblin from Andrew Garfield's movie, question mark, question mark. Why would it be? Remember, Harry was still alive. And then someone commented uh, in reply saying, maybe the multiverse is bringing them from a different timeline. Remember how in Avengers Endgame, new timelines always start. And then uh, the original commenter replied again, saying, If that's the case, what about Venom? Brackets, Toby's movie! And the Green Lizard? Brackets, Andrew's movie! They both died. They both died. Do you think they come back? I think he's actually asking a question here, but it's like randomly capitalised parts (laughs) of his comments. To make it sound like an argument. Yeah. And then someone's replied to that, the same fella's replied again, saying, I'd love to give you a good answer, but honestly, I have no idea. <laughs> and that's yeah, the end of the I've yet to see the film, personally. <laughs> someone uh, commented saying, are these trailers real? And someone replied going, it has 52 <laughs> million views, so yes, I think it's real. And then <laughs> they replied going, but if you will set the status at most oldest, so you will see them oldest video. And I researched that, that the Christmas movie haven't came yet. So why posted the trailer? Thinky face, thinky face. What? What? <laughs> that one's incomprehensible. And then just to finish off, this is someone that is so excited for the film, but it's such an absolutely dark revelation about their character. 
This trailer has made me forget all of the terrible great atrocities and tragedies that have occurred throughout the last two years, and I what? couldn't be any more grateful. Praying oh, emoji. Well, I, guess that, I guess that's good news. <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought I, I would leave us off on that very somber reminder. It's been an awful two years, but at least Spider-Man No Way Home is going to be out this Christmas. At least, at least Spider-Man can't find his house. <laughs> exactly, yes. Um, and that, that that's uh, No Way Home fan comments. Uh, and talking about No Way Home, Kyle, uh, lots of people saying, you know, is this going to be fan servicey? Is this like a fan writing a Spider-Man movie? Uh, and we thought, well, what more appropriate to tie in with that than reading Marvel fan fictions? Oh, dear. Oh, there we go. Sorry. For a moment there, the stream got stuck on you. you just you smile. I like, <laughs> I like the idea that if one of us can't make it for a stream, that we just have like a JPEG image of you <laughs> smiling at everything for the whole time. Like a Ferris Bueller style like puppet thing that just has certain catchphrases. You can get some generic audio where I just go, ha ha ha. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Every now and again. That'd be my dream co-host, to be honest, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. Um... Okay, Marvel fanfiction. Kyle's looked up some uh, juicy fanfic for us to read through. Uh, we were going to do Spider-Man, but then we realised that wouldn't be appropriate with Tom Holland's uh, current incarnation. So Because he's a child. Um, this, this is all Maguire. This will all be Maguire. Any aforementioned or, Spider-Man yeah. will be Maguire. If any of these fanfiction have Spider-Man in, it's typically Avengers, but if it has Spider-Man in, Tobey Maguire is about 50. The multiverse. Bef yeah, before yeah, the multiverse. Before we start, Joe, mm -hmm. we're not going to read these. I just wanted to um, read oh, some should descriptions. We, should we end the show? <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> I just um, I tried two different websites for this, and um, the first one wasn't coming out too fruitful, so I switched over. But there were some descriptions I pulled that aren't specifically Marvel based that I thought were worth a look in. Excellent. So um, the first two are from the same fan fandom franchise. And then there's a third one that's not. And then we'll move on to the Marvel stuff. How does that sound? That sounds great to me. Yeah? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to tell you what fandom this is, because it will say in the description with excellent comedic timing. Young Red hates being blamed for everything. Red hates his eyebrows. Maybe fixing one would fix the other. Takes place prior to the Angry Birds movies. <laughs> <laughs> because the Angry Bird movies are so deeply entrenched in lore and canon. I need to know where this comes in the Angry Canon. <laughs> the Angry Canon. Uh, this is a, another Angry Birds one. <laughs> Just a single sentence. He was nothing but an experiment that was doomed to fail. <laughs> I believe this is ex about... The character Bomb from Angry Birds. <laughs> and they're doing like a dark Frankenstein esque. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I've always, play whenever I used to play Angry Birds, I was always like, this is good, but I'd like to empathize with Bomb a bit more. I want to know Bomb's backstory <laughs> as a genetic freak. <laughs> An experiment doomed to fail. And here's a, a crossover between a few horror franchises. Uh, it's an, it's it's tagged as steamy, so uh, that's oh. exciting. <laughs> Pennywise, <laughs> steamy. Slow down, Kyle. It's X-rated. 
That's Penny... the top of my search history. Pennywise has been pining for the attractive, dark, mysterious tattooist that works opposite his flower shop. His flower shop. Every day, Pennywise sweats as he watches Babadook pierce the skin of an unknown stranger with ink. Pennywise the line, finds the line. Pennywise sweats. Pennywise finds that he would rather like being penetrated by the Babadook, but perhaps not the way the others are. Babawise smut, part one of the Babawise smut series. <laughs> Well, that, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's why the Babadook was once featured in Netflix's uh, LGBTQ section. Because <laughs> yeah. of this fan fiction. They thought it was canon. Okay. Um, now I've got a variety. These are the options we can choose from. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven we could choose from. I reckon we do two or three. Okay. Just the first chapter. Um, and these are all Avengers crossed over with another franchise. The more obscure, the better. Okay. Um, some of these are also just crossed over with our reality, as it turns out. Okay. This first one directly mentions Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton because it is Avengers slash 2016 presidential <laughs> oh, election. Excellent. <laughs> I wonder, wonder what Captain America, who Captain America would have voted for. Hillary Clinton. I'm voting... For Hillary Clinton. I don't know if any of you have seen that Casey Neistat video. <laughs> no, I've not. But it was quite scary that you just stopped cold in the middle of your laughter to go, I'm voting for Hillary Clinton. <laughs> this, this video where Casey Neistat sits down and just goes, Hillary Clinton. I really hope that in this universe, Captain America vlogs and that's what he's up to. Well, this fan fiction is called... This fantastical fiction mm. is called... Star-Spangled Meet in the Room. I don't understand that title, but I don't like it. No. And the description is, Steve decides to run for president. If it all goes wrong, they can just blame Clint. <laughs> Clint. And I, <laughs> I like this this like area of fan fiction in which they refer to all the characters so casually, like they know them all personally. <laughs> um, we also have... Oh, what's This one has cover art. Yeah. Oh, this I'm not going to tell you what this one's a crossover with because you'll find out. When Tony suddenly falls ill, Pepper, Pepper calls on the only one who can help, a cantankerous, unorthodox, diagnostician of an older brother, a man named Gregory House. Oh, my goodness. I House... Have... <laughs> I've always every, any time I watched an Iron Man film, I was like, I wish this had House MD diagnostician. I, I wish Hugh Laurie would would sexist and racistly diagnose my illnesses. <laughs> I, I, I wish House would show up and snap Pepper's neck, and then, <laughs> and then just berate Tony Stark. <laughs> And then throw a tennis ball against the wall and in the last two seconds figure out what's wrong with him. <laughs> House begrudgingly takes the case, but not without drama to go with it. Oh, Pepperoni good. married, eventual Hilson, cameos from Avengers members, everyone involved from Kutner to Cameron. So if you love the whole cast of House MD, they'll all be sure to make up. Oh, that's got to be in. That's got to be in some of the readers. That's got to be in. 
This one is called Look Alive, Sunshine. The cover art is beautiful. Um, a crossover in which Tony Stark, billionaire, genius, playboy, philanthropist, and I just have to say, so many of the descriptions use the phrase Tony Stark, billionaire, genius, playboy, philanthropist. Mm. is infuriating. That's like... 10 seconds to my reading time every time <laughs> it's really it's the reading time i want i would really like these fan fictions to cut down yeah, yes tony stark billionaire genius playboy philanthropist must fight to save his friends from the psychopath murderer jigsaw <laughs> is it really jigsaw himself or has a new successor stepped forward so this is going really going deep into the lore of jigsaw it's not just the first film it could be hoffman it could be strauss <laughs> It could be it could be um, the the drug addict woman Amanda. It could be any of them doing it. TV comes on and goes, uh, Tony Stark, billionaire, playboy philanthropist. <laughs> Let's play a game. You thought you could illegally invade Iraq. Well, now I'm gonna poke you with sticks, and you were, until you learn the error of your ways. <laughs> this next one is called Backyard Avengers. What is this one? Ooh. Oh, oh. oh. I might save this one. That one's pretty. Oh, it's pretty funny. <laughs> Sorry, the title "Backyard Adventures" already seems a bit explicit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one is incredibly short. It's only about eight hundred words, but it's all center aligned, so it's really <laughs> difficult to read <laughs> for some reason. It is formatted like a script, and also right at the top of the fiction, they've put third per third POV, just in case you couldn't figure out what <laughs> what person it was in by reading it. It's it's the Ryan Reynolds of fan fictions. Just let us know what's happening. There's a helpful narration going on in the background. I think I don't. This one wasn't a crossover. This one was in a group of films, right. a group of fictions. This one is called Avengers: Watch Infinity War. It was from a, a collection of fan fictions, all by different people. This was a fairly common collection of all of which were fictions. Yes, videos. Of the Avengers watching Marvel films. <laughs> I don't know why. What an oddly specific <laughs> it's, genre. I also don't know, I don't know what you'd get from that. <laughs> the whole go, smash that like button. <laughs> like... <laughs> um, this one is called The Problems of Tony Stark. Oh. When, Tony, when Tony Stark is younger, which is, that's great. Yeah. When Tony Stark is younger, he's brought to Jurassic Park <laughs> during this... <laughs> Is he? Is he brought to Jurassic Park? He's brought to Jurassic Tar Park. During this time, he loses four years of his life because of amnesia. <laughs> I don't know how. Four years of his life when Juice being killed by a dinosaur. He was only going to he... live eight years. Was he in the park for, for four years or what? Jurassic World has recently opened and the Avengers are invited... Both Biggie ever stats the same when Avengers are around. I didn't. I didn't I love, fuck that up. I love by the, the way, Jurassic Part One. I'd love to read the Jurassic Park one. Okay, um, last two. This one's called Bon Appetit. <laughs> I hear you were a man of retained tastes. That's a quote. Retained. Okay. <laughs> fuck off. Refined sounds, tastes. Uh, sounds almost offensive, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does a little bit. Loki makes Dr. Lecter an offer. <laughs> so that's Hannibal crossover, the TV show Hannibal. And this final one, this is the one I saved. He's trying to sell a car. <laughs> Backyard Avengers. An idle conversation at lunch sparks an adventure. 
throwing the Eds and friends into a world they barely understand and responsibilities they can't afford to ignore. Under the tutelage of Tony Stark and Captain Rogers, the new team prepares to face evil the only way the Eds can. What what fandom do you think this is crossed over with? Ed and Eddie? Yes! No, what? Yes! <laughs> what the fuck? Also, there is not a single paragraph in this one that is more than one line. <laughs> well, to be fair, I mean, beyond the idea of Ed and Eddie meet the Avengers, what else is there to write? <laughs> yes, I don't know. Some of these are formatted in such a way that it makes it really difficult to try and read them. I think they're trying to sabotage you. Right, so what do you want? Do you? I, I think mean, Ed, Ed and Eddie has to stay in. Yeah, we've got to do Jurassic Park. Yeah, I want to see how long he stays there. I really hope, like... Tony Stark and Chris Pratt's character have a fight and neither of them win and end up really badly hurt. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's do Ed, Ed and Eddie. Um, the Jurassic Park one. And do you want to do the Hillary Clinton one or ooh. The, the House MD one? I feel like... I feel like the... Hi- Hi- I, I, as much as I want to see House meets Tony... <laughs> I, House meets Stark. I feel like we would get more instant enjoyment from the Hillary Clinton one. Okay, let's start with Hillary Clinton, because this one is like a proper piece of text. This one... Oh, good. That's about as much as you can say for them. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Let me just send this to you now. Didn't want him getting spoilers, ladies and gentlemen. No, we we take initial reactions very seriously here. Oh my (laughs) god, this is big. (laughs) Yes, it is big. We won't finish it today. This is Tom Hanks big. Okay. Okay, right. I've got all of these. Excellent. Right. Do you want to um do you want to start? Is this Jurassic Park? This the the top one is Star Spangled Meet in the Room is the Hillary Clinton one. Okay. Well, we can start with that one then. It's the how how are we going to go about reading this? Cuz I was under the impression... Oh, this is like English class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should we do a paragraph each, Kyle? Yes. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I said yes. (laughs) Just neither of us went first. Okay, I'll I'll go. go. And then it's like another half hour of silence. If you were to ask them whose idea it was, all fingers would point to Clint. Then she'd... No, no, I'm sorry. Carry on. It's about to make a disgusting (laughs) joke. Corn-fed Iowa boy Clint Barton, who, echoing the sentiments of Americans everywhere, had not exactly been impressed with the goings-on of the 2016 presidential election. Oh, dear. None Corn-fed... Of the... oh, oh, sorry. Corn-fed <laughs> Iowa boy makes him sound like a racist. <laughs> yeah, well, to be honest, I think that's probably going to be the most accurate thing in this fanfiction. <laughs> I, I, I like the idea that that's exactly what he would love to describe himself in an American re- election, though. That would be like the everyman. He would go, during the speech, they'll go, uh, what do you think about the illegal invasion of Iraq? And he would just go, listen, I- I'm just a, a corn-fed... Iowa boy. I'm just a cornfed Iowa boy. <laughs> put, like, a really strong accent. <laughs> and I think we should all have just a good time. Next. Yeah. None of the team really was, for that matter. Of course. Once upon a time, Tony Stark. <laughs> Seamless segue. Of course. Once upon a time, Tony Stark might have supported Donald Trump as a joke. Why? Why would he? 
hell. A dick. He might have made a flashy appearance at the RNC in Cleveland. <laughs> Just imagine the Iron Man suit rocking up, shaking hands with Mitch McConnell. With ACDC. Bright red shades perched on his nose, flashing peace signs and snarking his way through some speech. Completely disregarding the teleprompter. That's the worst thing about this. He doesn't follow the teleprompter. This has all been one sentence. Yeah, I mean, it's really starting to stress me out. Just for shits and giggles. Because when you had the amount of money Tony Stark had, it didn't really matter who the president was. However, Tony had since undergone course correction. <laughs> I've undergone course correction to stop being a racist. <laughs> and frankly, felt a little sick to his stomach. Felt a little sick to his stomach. <laughs> that he used to be a Nazi. <laughs> he looks back at his swastika-filled past with an uneasy stomach. <laughs> oh, I think I need an antacid. I feel a little queasy. <laughs> Since I was the basis of American History X. <laughs> Every time... <laughs> the next line. <laughs> he felt a little sick to his stomach every time the self immolating pile of shit with the bad toupee was on television. Really? Oh, I, I wonder if the, I wonder if the writer is uh, doesn't like Donald Trump. It's hard to tell with the subtlety of the writing. You Don have to really dig into the themes of this work. Donald Trump brackets big content. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, of course, had been planning on voting for Hillary. <laughs> Though he couldn't help but be a little disappointed that his fellow Brooklynite, Bernie Sanders, hadn't gotten enough votes for the nomination. He'd liked the way Bernie had had principles. Had had. He doesn't anymore. He'd liked the way Bernie had had principles, strong ones, and wasn't afraid to get a little testy in the standing up for the little guy. But it had been a rough battle to get to the DNC, and hey, Hillary reminded him a little of Peggy with her serious nature and clear command of complex interdependent issues <laughs> i would not be not be disbelieving that this was put out by the hillary campaign yeah 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 it's such a just the oddly it just feels like this writer has their own political opinions and it's like of course steve rogers and tony stark would think these things exactly <laughs> Bruce, for his part, oh, let's see what the Hulk is going to vote. Bruce, for his part, had been herming and hawing, considering casting, no, not bashing and smashing, considering casting his ballot for Jill St Stein. Since his New York State. What? He's since... thinking of voting fucking independent libertarian. <laughs> since his New York State vote wouldn't matter anyway. This is such an oddly, like. Just the most boring details, since his New York State vote wouldn't matter anyway. But once he'd heard word of her stance on vaccinations, he'd really shaken his head in disgust, muttering <laughs> under his breath about the irresponsibility of it all. A real doctor saying the, the cockamine things as anti-vaxxers? Anti-vaxxers? Anti really? Question mark. <laughs> he'd even got a little green and smashed <laughs> up the place. <laughs> Thor, unfortunately. Oh god, no, what was What's Thor going to think? Unfortunately. Thor, unfortunately, or rather, fortunately, depending on how you looked at it, was not registered to vote. <laughs> <laughs> Being from another cosmic dimension and only residing part-time in New York and New Mexico, wasn't... was didn't really fully... was didn't really fully... 
oh, just didn't really fulfill the criteria for citizenship. Besides, they didn't have elections in Asgard, which only made it more hilarious when Thor had earnestly suggested that your magnificent lightning king, this Barack Obama, glory be with him. Why? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Since when does Thor talk like this? <laughs> your magnificent lightning king, this Barack Obama, thought glory be with him. Why is he abdicating his throne after a mere eight years? <laughs> Ditto Natasha. Wait, 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 wait. Is her first name... Is that her first name? Or is he saying Ditto Natasha thought the no, same. No, Natasha agrees with Thor, I think. Oh, Ditto. What? Ditto Natasha sounds like a weird... <laughs> sounds like... Isn't sounds... that Pokemon Ditto? Is this not the real Natasha? <laughs> Ditto Natasha sounds like some sort of, like, pot-smoking bus driver. <laughs> Though, in her case... What? This is such an odd sentence. Ditto Natasha, though, in her case, who, who knew where she voted? What state? What country, even? Did she even vote at all? And if so, under what pseudonyms? Pseudonyms. Ford. Steve wasn't entirely certain that Natasha didn't have the power to control the entire thing from where she sat. Oh, no. What? I don't want to... Re- oh, God. Why is Steve <laughs> thinking this? Why is Steve thinking like a sexist old man? <laughs> from where he... Well, from where she sat, legs crossed, dressed in a baggy t-shirt, <laughs> staring at the wall-sized high-definition television in Avengers Tower with a smirk on her lips. <laughs> I, sk- I skipped that word. I didn't want to... Yeah. I didn't want to Schadenfreude. Rhodey... Rodied shrugged and sighed and decided to vote Hillary, since, as he told nearly anyone who would listen, look, I don't agree with her on a lot of things, but giving Trump the big red button is beyond stupid, and believe me, I know stupid. I just heard Steve Rogers going on about abortion and (laughs) women's issues. Who knew he had such anti-progressive thoughts? He did come from from a time in which we were fighting Nazis. Maybe this is why we, to be honest, we never really went into Steve Rogers' like socio-political views, did we? Thank Christ for that. I think we'll we'll stop on the line. Cap, you should run for president, by the way. Um, which offer, which would often be accompanied by Rody punching Tony lightly on the shoulder. Besides, Rody voted in every election, even the midterms, and did his homework, much to Tony's chagrin. Reading the arguments from candidates as insignificant as New York City dog catcher. I don't know what that means. Sam was following a similar line of thought. Who's Sam? Sorry? Uh, he's the Falcon. Oh, okay. Why? Okay. Sam was following a similar line of thought, being a military man himself. But it still didn't seem ideal to him that either way. Oh, I see. More and more people were going to be sent into battle zones, meaning more and more broken faces and shaking voices in the therapy sessions. <laughs> Broken faces. And let's please welcome our troops back. Broken faces and shaking voices. <laughs> In the therapy sessions each week at the VA. And that didn't sit right with him. And well, Bucky. Bucky was Bucky, even when he wasn't entirely... Sh- even when he wasn't entirely Bucky all the sorry, time these sorry. days. Are we, reading, are we reading a Winnie the Pooh book now? And well, Bucky was Bucky, even when he wasn't entirely Bucky all the time these days. And Bucky didn't really care much about elections. Never had, now that Steve was thinking about it. After all, they hadn't really had many opportunities to vote back in the day, since you had to be 21 until Congress had ratified the 26th Amendment in 1971. Ooh, when Bucky had been Wikipedia. God knows where. <laughs> yeah, this is a little, I don't care. <laughs> where Bucky had been God knows where, doing things he didn't like much talking about, killing people. Uh, (laughs) And Steve still had been in the ice. Bucky, for his part, 
was content to cuddle up next to Sam on the couch while they all watched, booed and cheered various convention speeches. So I guess they've just dropped in that Bucky and Sam are together. Yeah, that, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the idea that usually that would be someone's full fan fiction, but it's just a footnote in the Hillary Clinton <laughs> yeah. story. Clint probably was drunk when he suggested it, but then again, most of Clint's drunken ideas weren't as good as this one. Cap, you should run for president. Cut to it's titles. too late. Marvel intro. Can I just I say, mean, I, I genuinely thought, which is why I was confused throughout this, that when they said Clint... Wait, wait, oh wait, no, they are. They're referring to Hillary... Guy. I thought they were referring to Hillary Clinton. <laughs> I've been so confused. I thought they'd been calling... Why would Hillary be Clinton be in the Avengers building? Uh, I was so confused. I thought she was just sat with them because, I don't know, that high <laughs> up in the power structure. Clint, it's such an insulting, like, shortenage of someone's name. It'd be weird if they called him Clinton, though. Clinton. That was... What, what did you think of that? I, I mean, we're only... About a fifth of the way through that chapter, I, and we spent the whole time just going character by character, listing their political views. I'll be honest, it seems very, so far, bogged down in the facts of it all. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <I> was... <laughs> absolutely. No one said a word up until now. No, we, we actually ended our reading on the first actual real line from someone. Um, yeah, I, I, I would say not quite, a, quite as explosive or fun as the Avengers meet Hillary Clinton might be. <laughs> no, no, I was pitching like a Scooby-Doo Saturday cartoon, like Scooby-Doo meets Batman or the Globetrotters or something like that. Um, right, we, we, what are we moving on to? We should probably let's try and wrap to... it up in the next uh, 20 minutes or so if we can. Let's, um, these ones are... Oh God, I'm trying to... Okay, let's do the, the Jurassic Park one, because the Ed, Ed, and Eddie one. Okay, the problem is... I don't know, which do you want stock. to do? Let's pick one. I really want to do Jurassic Park. Let's do Jurassic Park, I think then. the imagery is just going to be so much more vivid. <laughs> oh, we just okay. a little explanation at the start as well. Well, I think, yeah, go ahead, read that. I, I love, I love this little preface. This is, ah, Avengers and Jurassic Park crossover... With some Black Panther characters, maybe one or two people, question mark. Not, not sure. <laughs> I, love, I love the idea of like a film poster being like, maybe, what do you think? Warning, <laughs> swearing and tons of death. Oh, and good... What? Oh, oh, I, oh sorry, sorry, see, yeah. <laughs> sorry, I, I thought you I thought I was really confused, but I thought he was going off on one there. He's going to be a great <laughs> godfather for Tony in this. Some OCs in here, and I, I had to use someone for the bad guy in Iron Man. It's not going to be fully canon. I mean, Tony is younger, and it's a fanfic. I, I, I didn't think something should be on this. Uh, does not follow all canon events. Disclaimer, I don't own Jurassic Park, or Avengers, or Black Panther. <laughs> and uh, they've, they've, tried to, they've tried to let us know what the formatting means, Bold means that it is extreme emotions or anger. In fact, what they say is anger or extreme emotions may. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only in may does that apply. Or, oh, may may use a spacer. Maybe that's what they mean on the next line. Oh, is and, it take a yeah. breather. This is to pace out. This is like a page break. It's a, a formatting thing. It's a formatting yeah. thing. 
and italics are for flashbacks and things in other languages. Can I just say, if I was writing this fanfic, I would just go full out and say, I own Jurassic Park and Avengers (laughs) and Black Panther, and this is canon. I am Kevin Feige, and there's nothing you can say to prove otherwise. Okay. Oh, this is a flashback. I don't know why they can't use, like, literary techniques like writing or world building to show that it's a flashback why they have to just like make it all italic i think it's kind of like a weird hybrid between like a a book and a script the way this is written it looks like like we're meant to imagine this in black and white (laughs) mom why are you sending me to mr hammond a six-year-old tony asked your father and i need some alone time and i bet you'll have tons of fun you can see dinosaurs Why does she speak like a child as well? Is it Maria? Yeah, or this is mom. Smile down. I've never, I've never seen heard Tony Stark's mom's name before. I'm learning things in this fan fiction. Maria smiled down at him, holding his hand. Maybe you can see the Velociraptors. Tony looked up, hopefully. Maybe he smiled. Spacer. Marakai. I don't. This is not in English. We I don't should know probably it, not attempt to, to read it. <laughs> yes, we I don't people. know what lang. I don't know what language it is. I mean, it shouldn't be a foreign language because it's not in italics, and they told us other languages would be in italics. Yeah. It's it just says spacer so, and then it, a foreign it, phrase. I mean, it is in bold, so maybe this is just an extreme emotion. Someone <laughs> it's having a very angry. Yeah. This was two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Why tell us it was a flashback at the start? This was two years ago. Howard and Maria still couldn't find him. What casual... This was two years ago. Howard and Maria still couldn't find him. Oh, I like the idea that they're still just going around looking, lifting up bits of paper, seeing if they can spot him around corners. Howard was drunk the day before, and Maria thought it would be the best for him to stay with someone she trusted for a week. She didn't count on the dinosaurs coming free and Tony not being found with the survivors. Oh my god. Tony got drunk again, and when he was gone, caught by raptors. (laughs) Uh, What? Oh, Howard got drunk again when they said he was gone, (laughs) caught by raptors. Maria sobbed when she heard her child, her son, was killed by the very animal that he loved. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh, I hadn't realised it was an ironic murder oh, He loved the Velociraptors <laughs> Like they go into his room and it's it's all like Velociraptor bedspreads And they're like, oh we can never take it down He scrapped that Velociraptor Iron Man rendition suit he was building <laughs> They never tried for another child They couldn't their only wish for him was was for him to be brought back and for them to raise him properly. That never happened. <laughs> Jesus, it's, it's a bit intense. This is like one of those really obnoxious, um, like documentary narrators, where someone where someone's killed and they go, "She went out and she said she'd be like back later, but she never was because she died." <laughs> um, Two years passed, then three. Nearing the fourth year, a group was sent to the island to see if they could make a new park. Jesus, that's quick! (laughs) You know, when you really break down the Jurassic Park world in terms that simple, it really does sound ridiculous. (laughs) Two years passed, then three. Nearing the fourth, a group was sent to the island to see if they could make a new park. While searching, they found a brown-haired child covered in mud. They were cautious. 
The brown-haired boy... What? He's not a dinosaur. <laughs> ...had to have lived there for, for years. Not capitalised for some reason, knowing why. Wait, wait, wait. What do they... He had to Unless... have been living there for years, not knowing why. Is, is... Why would he know... What do you mean, not knowing why he was living there? Is there a character called Not who knows why? <laughs> um, okay. Um, the boy understood English, but he had a hard time coming up with the proper responses to their questions. The raptors ceased their attacks along with all the other dinosaurs. Were they attacking during the first <laughs> part of the conversation and then stopped? <laughs> I can only assume so. A month into their stay, they finally learned his name. They didn't send him home. They didn't send him back <laughs> to the mainland. They left him on the island with them. <laughs> You'll be an excellent guide, child. <laughs> A month into their stay, they finally learn his name. What? Tony Stark. <laughs> missing son of genius billionaire and weapons maker, Howard Stark. Sounds like the missing poster. <laughs> yeah. When they learn his name, they immediately call back to the mainland. Oh, Not you're second rich. Before. You're rich and, and the son of someone powerful. We didn't know that. We'll call right away now. None of the dinosaurs attacked since they met the boy. The dinosaurs started attacking when they tried taking Tony home. Tony also tried to stay on the island, but got trapped in between the tree. What a fucking idiot. And hit his head against the rock, taking away some of his memories. I've Tragic. I've never heard, like, I've never heard amnesia described as taking away of memories. The removal of memories. He got stuck in a tree and hit his head on a rock. How did he do that? The, the, legacy of to- the legacy of Tony Stark. I wish that's what happened in Endgame. He, he fell out of a tree and hit his head on a rock and died. He's been living here for four years. I'd expected him to be like some kind of like haggard, roughened man of the wilderness. Not some idiot child who gets stuck in a tree and hits his head on a rock. Um... The leader of the group, Tracy, was a doctor. She patched Tony up and brought him back with little resistance. Howard and Maria were the first people to see him. Okay. They were sobbing tears of joy at the return of their thought-to-be-dead son. They raised him properly this time, having little to no memory of the island. Hammond came along with Ian, who became his honorary uncle. You know, Hammond and Ian, the people who ruined his life. (laughs) Uh, uh, your boy, uh, 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 is missing, uh, three limbs, uh, and that's, uh, chaos theory. <laughs> then he went to MIT, or Mississippi Institution of Technology. Fine. <laughs> what the fuck? Just say MIT. It <laughs> sounds like they're uncertain which one he went to. Courtesy of Jarvis, who said getting out of the house was a good idea. He's been out of the house for four years, Jarvis. <laughs> he made friends with James Rhodes, who he called Rhodey, and Eric... Killamonger. Oh, what? He made he made friends with the, the sociopathic <laughs> murderer from Black Panther. <laughs> he made enemies with some with some kid named Justin Hammer. <laughs> he who was enemies, an idiot. You know, like children too. <laughs> he was an idiot. And a and a kid named Killen. He saved a drunk girl from Justin's bullying and took her to his room. A drunk girl? Aren't they like seven? <laughs> That's when. Rumor, oh god, that's when rumor started. Now his title was Tony Stark, long lost kid of billionaire genius, and now Playboy. After he created, sorry, no, he was six when he left. It has been four years. He's now <laughs> ten. He's not a Playboy, and this girl was not drunk. After, he... or was this at MIT? Apologies. Yes, I'm a fool. MIT. After he, God, give the writer some credit, Kyle. 
yeah, after he created Dummy, do you, what's that? It's Dummy. It's his robot in the first one. After he created Dummy and an AI, he smiled for days when he did. Then came you Butterfingers <laughs> and Jarvis. Jarvis already exists. You can't make him into a robot. Um, should we? I, 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 I think I, now it's just sort of going into all the very boring details of things he did the days over after leaving <laughs> Jurassic Park. It's not really what I was promised from Tony Stark meets Jurassic Park. I wanted him to be in the park a lot longer. It's a bit like Batman v Superman and like everything it happens off screen and Batman's just like, oh I can't believe I just met Superman anyway, and then it's just a normal Batman film. Um so listen, I enjoyed that. Um are you quite There's ready? Plenty more where that came from. Yeah, I mean it was it was actually kind of painful towards the end there, but people enjoyed that fan fiction reading. We're, we'll dive into more. I just hope more sort of deliver on, on the promises that they make at the start. Of the premises. Like Tony Blair did. Yes, exactly. Um Thanks thanks for listening and watching everyone. Um I hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we have had a whale of a time hosting and doing this. Um if if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, remember Oh Kyle's turning his light off. He's he's powering down for the day, he's going. <laughs> anyway, I better get a move on. Why have you turned into like horror film? <laughs> yeah, because I'm only illuminated by the light of my screen and it's showing off all the sweat of my face from this very hot room. I look like I'm out of in- unfriended. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Deleted scene, a, bel- a beleaguered podcast host comes onto the call. <laughs> do you want to hear some Angry Bird fan fiction? Um, thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, we'll see you next Sunday at 8 p.m. And also, remember to check us out on YouTube, Late Night Film Podcast on YouTube. We post a lot of content on there. Um, that isn't obviously featured on Spotify and iTunes. We, we've just done a, a CBBC commentary video. That was a lot of fun. Um, we, yeah. we look back at things like Prank Patrol, which is um, just incredibly odd. What an, what an odd time Incredibly awkward. <laughs> yeah, Even yeah. the professional adult hoster is awkward. Yeah. So Worse than the hope, child. Gives us hope for this podcast, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does. the, the, only, the only thing I take from that is the only way we could fuck this up more is if we got a child to come on as the third <laughs> host of this podcast. Um, yeah, so head over to our YouTube for more bits and bobs like that. Also like and subscribe. Us. Yeah, smash. Do some awful damage to that like button, everyone. <laughs> Um, remember to subscribe on YouTube and uh, follow us on Twitter, late underscore film. I feel incredibly dirty after saying all that. Uh, we'll see you next Ooh, Sunday. Dirty, dirty joke. At 8pm. <laughs> You've been reading some... too much fan fiction, Kyle. <laughs> Joe felt dirty after shilling for likes. And he uh... voted for Hillary. <laughs>